everything she's falling wake up in the morning you gonna wake up in the morning i'm talking right now you're about to experience a morning show unlike any other shout out to the breakfast club i hope to see y'all every morning what you guys are doing right now it's the hub culture the breakfast club is my morning sit i need it and i love it so much i feel like you really not popping until you do the breakfast club i've been waiting to come to y'all show man i know really? you gotta be a big time celebrity be up in here you gotta be you gotta be big time dj envy angela yee and charlamagne the god the, the breakfast club bitches Break the fuck up. good morning usa yo 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 good morning angela yee okay jesus christ Charlamagne the God. Hold on, try that again. Try that again. Say, right. it, say it the year again. All right. No, I'm not doing the yo, yo, yo. Just say good morning. Oh, Lord. That wasn't my uh, fault, by the way. Let's let the, the, the beat drop. All, All right. right. All right. Well, oil machine here. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. What's happening? What hey. the hell happened this morning? What happened with Yee? You These good? headphones... I don't, well, first of all, you stole my headphones. So I have these headphones that have to be like charged up and plugged in right now. It's called live radio, man. That's all. So, yes, that's all. That is true, though. That is the worst when you got the headphones that need to be charged up. I don't like those. I like the ones that you um, just plug in. Yeah, the ones that you plug in that I have are amazing. They're they're really good headphones. Shut up. Give me back my headphones. (laughs) It's COVID. I can't give it back to you. Yeah, I definitely don't want them. They look a little worn out. So, hey, I want to have them. Well, good morning. I took my mom shopping yesterday for Mother's Day because I wasn't here on Mother's Day. Two weeks late? Well, yes, she wanted. She had to take off from work. She actually was working on Mother's Day, so I didn't bother coming home because she couldn't do anything. Okay. So, we planned a date that she took off from work. And, mm-hmm. you know, spent the day with her, took her shopping. We had How much fun. you spend, though? Do you feel like saying? Macy's and JCPenney's oh, No, no, you know what? Don't say it. Don't say it. What'd you get her? Um, so we went to Woodbury Commons, which in New York is the outlets, right? Mm-hmm. That's where she went. You know, I was like, where do you want to go? We can go anywhere. So the only hard thing about shopping right now is you have to wait online to go in stores. Yep. They only allow a certain amount of people in at a time. Damn, even still now? Yeah. Yes. Mm. And this be a long line out of all but those the stores. the outlets are amazing. Let me tell y'all, at this outlets, you, you've been, uh, the Envy, they tell me they haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, because it's COVID. <laughs> I've been outside. Yeah, it's like Aren't you traveling right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Work and vacation. That's it. But yeah. other than that, I ain't going out. Nope. It's COVID. Right. So, well, aren't you um also vaccinated? I am vaccinated. And, and you can't that doesn't still mean I, don't, go I can't out. get it. You can go to it. restaurants. Yeah. You can go to stores. Yeah, but I don't really go out like that. Yeah, I, I, don't know I just about that don't. Vaccinated thing, bro. I don't know how that vaccinated thing is working. <laughs> I don't know if they're giving you a VIP treatment just because you vaccinated. Nah. No, I'm saying I'm saying for yourself to go out. Part of the reason why you get vaccinated is that you feel a little bit safer oh, yeah, yeah, in case yeah, yeah. you yeah. want to go somewhere. I do, but I still keep it to where I need to be or where I have to go. If I'm working, I'll go out. Vacation, I'll go out. But I'm just not randomly shopping. Well, oh, I took my luckily. mom shopping. That's what she well, that's wanted nice. to do, so I took her shopping. Oh, congratulations to Mama Yee for yes. coming up yesterday. She did. She had a good. She was very happy. So I love my mom, and that's fun to me. Like instead of just buying her something, I wanted to spend the day with her. And that's, that's right. That's cool. Take what your mama wanted. to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and say it's on me. <laughs> 
TJ Maxx and Marshall's got some great deals. I don't know what the hell y'all I'm Listen, I'm not mad at any type of deal. They have a Saks outlet there. They have a Fendi outlet. They have Gucci. They have Versace. They got Claire, YSL, all that there. See, I don't go chasing They got everything. They got Dior. They ain't deal. Exactly. We talking about TJ Maxx uh-huh. and Marshalls and here y'all go. They got go. Prada. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Huh? Where was that place where Charlemagne bought his first pair of white jeans? Century 21. Century 21. Another great discount store. Yes. <laughs> Century 20, drop on the clues bombs of Century 21, damn it. Okay. Charlemagne bought his first pair of white pants. <laughs> to this day, never, whenever I go shopping, the first place I go is always the sale rack. Before I try to buy any, I hate buying things full price. Century 21 still open? Did they survive the pandemic? They actually are closed um, for now, but I think they might be coming back. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Now, uh, we got some guests joining us today. Will Lucas? Will Lucas. Will Lucas is an entrepreneur. He's a content creator. Um, He's a brand manager for Afrotech. And he has Mm -hmm. a podcast called Black Tech Green Money, where he talks brand strategy and finances and all of that type of good stuff. So uh, this will be a very informative interview for you this morning. If you want to know where you might want to invest some money and things of that nature, Will Lucas is your guy. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, we are, of course, going to give a rest in peace to comedian Paul Mooney this morning. Damn. All right. Well, we'll get into that. Mr. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Yee? NBA playoffs last night? I watched uh, a game and a half. Mm-hmm. I didn't see no playoffs. I watched the Grizzlies in uh, San Antonio last night, and I watched the first half of the Warriors uh, Lakers. All right, well, the uh, Grizzlies beat the Spurs 196, and the Lakers beat the Warriors 103 to 100. So. Great game, even though I didn't see the second half. It looked good on uh, social media this morning. All right. Now, comedian Paul Mooney has passed away at the age of 79. So sad. Rest in peace to Paul Mooney. And, of course, our condolences to his family and his his close friends. He's best known for working with Richard Pryor. And according to his family, he died Wednesday morning at his home in Oakland. They said the paramedics tried unsuccessfully to revive him after he was suffering from a heart attack. And they also said he's been suffering from dementia for some time and he was staying with a family member. We also know him, of course, for uh, writing credits from Sanford and Son and Living Color. He was the head writer on The Richard Pryor Show. He wrote a few episodes of Pryor's Place. You know him from The Chappelle Show. He played Sam Cooke in the 1978 film The Buddy Holly Story, Junebug and Spike Lee's Bamboozled. And of course, he was on The Chappelle Show as well. Hey, man, nothing better than being at a Paul Mooney show. I've been to several in my life. And, mm-hmm. and, and and watching people walk out. Oh, I love watching white yes. people walk out because they can't handle Paul Mooney's truth. I've seen Paul Mooney at Caroline's. And oh, yes, as I've seen him at Caroline's oh. as well. So yep. many people, so many white people are oh, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. And he does not care. He does not care. And and in his book, uh, Black is the New White, a uh, very great read if you've never read it. We had Paul Mooney on the Breakfast Club back in uh, 2011. One. How was 2011. It I think yeah, 2011. That's I was like, I was like what? Is it 2001? 2011. I was, yeah. I was in South Carolina. 20 in years ago. Exactly. <laughs> 2011. 2011. Uh, but we never aired it, and I, I I still don't know why we didn't air it. I meant to watch it. I actually, uh, our producer sent it to me yesterday, but I didn't watch it. I'm gonna watch I think it the today. audio wasn't that good either. I know the audio no, wasn't I, good. I thought yeah. it was on. Mm, I don't know. It's like 30 minutes long. Though. Yeah, 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. All right, and supporters of Michaela Miller are pushing back on that suicide ruling for her. As you recall, she is a teenager from Massachusetts whose death last month had people in the small town that she called home very uh, confused about what happened. They are saying that she died by suicide, according to the medical examiner. 
But her um, mother wants to find out the truth. She said, the only thing I want out of all of this is to find the truth. The conclusion they made yesterday, as far as the suicide ruling, her mother said, is the conclusion they made the first day they walked into my house. There is no difference, but I know the truth, and it's not what they say. It was a jogger that discovered Michaela's body in the woods near her apartment complex, and they are saying she died by asphyxiating herself. She was only 16 years old, a sophomore mm. in high school. There was a belt around her neck, which they determined was not her belt, mm. nor was it her mother's belt. The belt at the scene did not belong to her or her mom. She underwent an independent autopsy. Those results were not made available. But Benjamin Crump, the attorney, said he expects results from the family's autopsy to be released sooner rather than later. But they did say earlier this month she was in an altercation on the afternoon prior to the discovery of her body. She had an altercation with two other teens, a male and a female. They scuffled at her apartment complex. There were five teens in total with her earlier that afternoon. And her mother had actually called and said that her daughter had been jumped, that she did have a bloody lip, and then a jogger found her body steps away from her home. Well, if it wasn't uh, her belt, can't they check the belt for DNA? Uh, we don't know the results of any of that yet, so... Oh, they did all of that, though? Yeah, they are still ruling that it was a suicide. Mm. And, of course, her mom and, and close friends and family do not feel that they're investigating this. And they feel a large part of it is the fact that she's a black woman and, you know, they're very quick to just say, okay, she killed herself instead of trying to really dig deeper into what could have happened. Yeah, especially. I mean, check the belt for DNA, see whose DNA ends up on the belt. And she's all, she was also gay. And so they also feel like maybe her sexuality, um, her identity also influenced investigators <sighs> to just kind of write it off. Yikes. Well, we send in healing energy to... What's her last name? Uh, Michaela Miller. The Miller family. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Antoine. Antoine, get it off your chest, bro. I feel like on the radio, I'm a, I know I'm a piss y'all off, but we have more of a responsibility to talk about common sense when we can pull those about the beat. In America, we don't have rights to black people. So I don't like hearing them talking about our amendments and stuff, our God-given rights. If the top pay, get off the car, get off the car. A lot of times I see a lot of hostility coming from the person being pulled over. And I feel like we keep dying, so why don't you just get out the car? Why don't you just shut up? Why don't you just provide the information given? Because we're un they're undefeated. A we're lot of times people day. a lot of times people do follow instructions and it still I, goes I, I left. Seen that, Angela. Angela, I haven't seen that if I'm honest. Philando Cat Philando Castile was following. He was like, I have a registered a gun. Times, I, hold, and on, people hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A lot of times there's hostility coming from those people. He wasn't hostile. When I see, every time I'm looking, I can always see where we went wrong. Damn the cops. They ain't sh They gonna do what they do. They gonna kill us. So my thing is just comply. What? Yes, uh, you put your I hand mean, behind your back, you gotta do I it. I mean, my brother. I don't see nothing where we be right. My brother, I respect you. I, 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 already hey, my brother, I respect your opinion, but I mean, when you look at people like Elijah McClain, 23 years old, you know, when you look at people like Philando Castile, that kind of proves you wrong. But I, I do, I, I'm, I'm upset that you know you've gotten to the point in your life where you're def so defeated that you don't even feel like the Constitution or the or the yeah. laws of the land <clears throat> apply to you. Somebody who gets pulled over a lot. There's. They yeah, some, I agree with that. Nah, but somebody get pulled over a lot, man. You have the right to ask why are you pulling me over. 
you just you, you yeah, just ain't got to buckle down and be like, okay, you pull me over, I'm gonna get out the car, put my hand. No, why are you pulling me over? I did nothing wrong. My registration is right. My insurance is right. My license is not. But hear me yeah. out, hear me out. When they pull us over, right, we go through all of that, and then we're the ones that end up dead. Let the people who's fighting the fight fight the fight. We don't have that right. We don't have the right. Nah, my brother, my brother, my brother, don't let these, my brother, don't let these white supremacists beat you down so much that you don't even feel no. like you a citizen in this country. It's not that I'm letting them beat me down. Yes, it's you are. I have to get home to my daughter. I have to no, get I get, home I get what you're saying. I want to get home to my family too. But what's right is right, and I'm not gonna just just lay down on my knees while you just beat me over the head. No, I yeah. want to know why are you pulling me over. And, I'm pulling you over because I seen the air freshener in your your window. No, tell me why the f you pulling me over. And by the way, no, you're, 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 hey, hey, by the way, King, exactly. But listen, King. Your way has not been proven correct. It's not against the law. Your, your way has not been proven correct. We've seen black people get killed every which way you try to handle it, whether you comply, don't comply, walking away, in handcuffs, on the ground. So your way, your way to... No, but I do tell my son that because I'm scared for my son. And my dad told me the same but that, thing. But I, I'm with you. But, but, that, but, do hey, but that don't mean that cop still may not violate, violate your son. That's just the truth of the matter. You can follow all the instructions. You can still get killed. You don't take care of that at the traffic stop. You can't, you can't, you can't fight your case if you're dead. You, you really think we, right. you, 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 you just said we don't have no rights, but you think we win in court? Okay, brother. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a good no, day. No, but, but, but I understand what he's saying because my dad used to tell me that all the time. My dad would just be like, yo, shut the F up and make it home. I, you can't win on the street with that police officer, but at least when you make it home, you have an opportunity to win in court. My yeah, dad used to yeah, say the I'm, same thing. Yeah, I'm not but, telling him to curse cops out and fight cops. All I'm simply saying is you do have rights as a black person in this country. You do. But as a, as somebody that gets pulled over all the time, no, I want to know why are you pulling me over? I'm not just going to assume. No, why? Tell me why. And then when you get an attitude, I get an attitude. You know what? But you know why you ask Tell those me. questions? Because you know that you have rights. The Correct. Constitution is supposed to work for all of us. It's get it off your to. chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? <gasps> Mom, I just got through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm freaking out. I'm an African-American female welder from Cincinnati, Ohio. I just wanted to shout out my Instagram. Oh, you a, you a welder? Wow. Oh, my gosh, Mom. I'm talking to Charlemagne, the guy. Charlemagne, I love you. I love you more, Queen. Oh, my gosh. I'm about to cry. My Instagram is Jordan underscore the welder. Jordan, no, it's Jordan underscore the underscore welder. Can Jordan underscore right the underscore welder. Well, listen. I want to talk to you about your welding. Did you when when, when 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 did you go to trade school? How old were you when you went to trade school? I was sixteen when I went to trade school. I was in high school. I went to um, Diamond Oaks. What made okay. you want to be a welder? I just always like to step outside of the box, and I don't like to do girly things. So that's what I got into. No, I've been telling. So, oh, go ahead. What'd you say? I'm just so happy I did it because I don't know where I would be right now. I, I tell kids all the time, go learn a trade, man. And I think that they should have a... Uh, I'm glad that you learned it young because everybody should at least know how to do something with their hands because you, you, I bet you ain't been broke since... She ain't say all that now. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have been... Oh, never mind. Okay. But you, no, keep, no. you keep a job, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it harder being a woman who's a welder? Yes, it is. 
I think it is because, you know, they just don't expect a lot from a female. Right. So you have to go in there and be serious about what you're doing. Well, how can people find you and hire you? We want to make sure we promote you this morning. She just left her Instagram. One more time. It's Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N underscore the underscore welder. If you guys like what you see, please follow me. I will do. All right, Mama, you have a great day. I love day. you. I love you, Charlamagne. I, I love, love you, you more. Mr. I love you, DJ Envy. Thank you. Have love you back. Morning, have a safe day at work. Aw. Get it Aww. off your chest. Good. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way, yeah? Yes, and let's talk about some new things that are happening. We have this Respect trailer that is finally out. Also, Jocelyn Hernandez says that she does not want to talk to that bitch. We'll tell you who she's discussing. Sheesh. And we'll talk about Nas and Sasha Jenkins' new programming. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. It's Ether Ray. Crazy guy. Oh, guy. No, I, didn't hear what, I, heard, I, I heard Lisa Ray. When no, you did not. You're the not. only person yes, who heard that. Yeah, I'm the only heard, person who oh heard Lisa Ray. I thought Lisa Ray. I'm, look, I'm on yeah, vacation. Well, you and your wife yeah, watching Players Club is fine. clearly on vacation. But <laughs> I Issa, thought you said Lisa Ray. Well, no, congratulations to Lisa Ray and to Lisa Ray. <laughs> um, but Lisa Ray, HBO Max has announced a pair of new projects from her. Now, one of them is Project Greenlight. So... Uh, what they have done is they actually have different incarnations of the show with different people uh, producing it. So this is going to be Issa Rae. And this new take on the series will focus on the next generation of talented women filmmakers as they're given a shot at directing their first feature. So Issa Rae will appear in each episode. She's executive producer. She's giving mentorship to the filmmakers. And that finished film will later premiere on HBO Max. They also announced Sweet Life, Los Angeles, an unscripted series from Issa Rae that's set to launch this summer. It's an honest and unique look at life in the heart of South Los Angeles for a group of young, ambitious black friends in their mid-20s. Hey, Issa's a G, man. Issa is quietly building an empire, and Issa empowers a lot of a lot of black folks, especially black women, whether you see it or not, you know. So, drop on the clues bonds for Issa Rae. I think y'all told me Lisa Ray just to do that. But y'all said Lisa Ray. I'm a fan of Issa Ray. So. <laughs> y'all are ass. Congratulations to her. I'm a huge fan of Issa Ray. Salute to Lisa Ray, too. Respect Lisa Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Got the dead on purpose. Go ahead. All right, now Aretha Franklin, that uh, biopic Respect with Jennifer Hudson playing her. They have a, a released the official trailer. So here it is. Singing is sacred, And you shouldn't do it just because somebody wants you to. What's most important is that you are treated with dignity and respect. You're special, Ray. You have a talent they call genius. You Think about trying to do to me. How old is she? She's 10, but her voice is going on 30, honey. Man, I can't wait to see that. That movie is actually going to come out on August 13th. I'm going to the theaters for that one. Now, that's the one that's the one that's approved by the family with Jennifer Hudson, right? Yes. Okay. Aretha Franklin is aware of this. She wanted Jennifer Hudson to play her, mm-hmm. so this will be great. And Jennifer Hudson does an amazing job. Yeah, I hope so. TV, I mean, you know, whenever on, I see movies. Yeah, whenever I see those movies like that, I always think about Ray. Ray is the Ray and What's Love Got to Do with It is the bar for me when it comes to those kind of movies. So, I, that's I hope it does. A, does it justice. Yeah, I love movies like that. And you know what other movies I like? The Doors. They had a really good one. Um, I'm t- of course, Purple Rain to me. Purple Rain. Is the epitome. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Jocelyn Hernandez, you'll recall when she was on Wendy and 
things got a little bit heated on the show. Let's flash back to that. And when people come on your show, especially black culture, you should be nicer to us, the ladies. You should give us our flowers while we're here. And you should tell us how proud you are of what we've done in the streets. Well, I'm not proud of all. Now, can we get back to the show at hand? But you have nothing to say about what, what my feeling. I just said what I said. I don't apologize for anything. This is what I do. You only do it to the young black Spanish girls coming up. You don't do it to anybody else. It's true. Here, here's a flower. Come on. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> Jocelyn Hernandez has done an interview with Entertainment Tonight and whether or not she would have a discussion with Wendy or forgive her for what she said, here's what she said. You know, I think she wanted to talk to me like the first day that it happened. And I was like, I don't want to talk to that B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. I'm sick of her. When she threw the flowers at me, when she was being real disrespectful and not acknowledging the fact that when Latinas and black women sit on her couch. She comes out with a gun, right? But you don't give me my props. But you always want to compare me with people. And and I think she does it to every person that's of color because she doesn't want nobody of color to be better than her. I wonder what reaction Jocelyn wanted from Wendy, though. Like, after Jocelyn said what she said to Wendy, how did she want Wendy to reply? It seems like she had an expectation of how she expected Wendy to reply and didn't get it. So I wonder what she wanted her to say. I'm trying to do better. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like an apology. Like, that's what I I was, she wanted an apology, it seems like. Mm. All right, now Wendy also, by the way, posted a picture of her feet and talked Whoa. about the disorder that she has. It's called lymphedema and is characterized by an abnormal accumulation of lymph fluid in the tissues of an extremity or other body part. So she said her doctor, uh, Dr. Laurie, is the French lady who's helping me live with lymphedema. She scrubs and understands my disease is not curable, only manageable. Oh, yes, I'm wearing a sequin, dre sequin dress. Why not? Yeah, I saw those pictures. I think that the reason they look like that is because Wendy already has, like, a big foot. You know what I mean? So you put the disease on top of that. That's why it looks the way it looks. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she could ever wear any sneaker or high heel shoe. It gotta be flip-flops or, or Crocs. Uggs, Uggs, right? Or Uggs, yeah. Something comfortable, because jeesh. Alright, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. Alright, thank you, Missy. E. What are you thinking about? Why are you th thinking like that, Charlamagne? Because I, I don't know why you put them pictures in the group chat last night. I don't know if you've seen them. What pictures? The There's pictures of Wendy's feet. Oh. You was ignoring the whole group chat all day I was yesterday, with my honey. mom. I was not on my phone. I have to get back to everybody, but I purposely <laughs> spent the day with my mother, not on the phone. And I didn't know what they was. I was like, what is this? I had to, you know, you had to zoom in to see what this is? Like, what is this? Oh, it's our feet. Okay. My goodness. All right. Front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Ronald Green. He's a black man who died after a pursuit by Louisiana State Police back in 2019. And it looks like they have released some of this video footage. Really difficult to watch. His family has filed a federal wrongful death suit in 2020. And we'll give you some information on what happened. It's definitely heartbreaking. All right. All right. We'll get to that next. And there's no positive news at all. Nothing positive. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. We're trying no. to, you know, help people get justice, too, and bring attention okay. to these got things. To. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Do you want to elevate your sleep? Right now, save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy's and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Where are we starting, ye? Well, let's start with Ronald Green. He's a black man who died after being pursued by the Louisiana State Police. This happened back in 2019, and they have released some body camera video to the Associated Press. There were three clips that were posted. They're just over two minutes in length. And the video says, by the way, the whole thing was 46 minutes long, so... People have not seen this original video. We don't know what else is in these unpublished parts of the video. But Ronald Green died after struggling with law enforcement. In the video, an officer approaches his vehicle with a weapon drawn and says, let me see your effing hands, MFR. And that's when Green's car door is open. You can hear a taser and, and Green is saying, okay, I'm sorry, I'm scared, officer. I'm scared, I'm your brother, I'm scared. As he's taking out of the taken out of the vehicle in another video clip, they're forcing him onto the ground, and an officer says, Taser, Taser, and you can hear Green screaming. And then after being tased, he's moaning on the ground, being put in handcuffs. Another officer is kicking him. Then you hear another officer saying, I've got blood all over me. I hope this guy ain't got effing AIDS. Then he's left lying face down, moaning for more than nine minutes, while officers are using sanitizer wipes to wash blood off their hands and faces. And... Uh, you know, then after that, there was a struggle. And all they said all this time, by the way, was that uh, he died while in custody. So there was no, in the initial reports, uh, no story about any of these other things happening after he was arrested or taken into custody. This is why we have to keep pushing the line on the George Floyd Policing Act. Abolish qualified immunity. The only reason cops are doing this is because they can. It's really that simple. Right. So two officers and he, and he died on the way to the hospital. He was taken into custody after resisting arrest and a struggle with troopers. That's all the report said, by the way. I just wonder how you lose like your uh, like your like your humanity for people. Like as a human, I would think that you got to be some type of sociopath to treat other humans in that way. Someone's on the ground in handcuffs, being tased. You're kicking them. They're <laughs> bleeding. You leave them on the floor. What else are you supposed to do? Like at what point? Saying I'm scared. He said I'm your brother. I'm scared. That's what I'm saying. At what point does your human conscience kick in to say, "All right, I'm doing too much"? Now, two officers involved in this incident were reprimanded that night, (laughs) and one of the officers is on administrative leave because of a separate incident. The other got a 50-hour suspension, and a third officer died in a single vehicle crash in September. So the family has filed a wrongful death suit that was filed on May 6th last year, saying that he was brutalized. Mm-hmm. You, you know how that happened, Charlamagne, like you said? Because they look less than. That's when you see somebody and they look less than you. It, yeah. They don't put you on the same level as them. Yeah. That's how, that's how they, they can do somebody like that. Uh. Okay, now a teacher in Idaho, dis, who the one who disarmed a sixth grader after she opened fire at a school earlier this month, is speaking for the first time. Uh Krista Knighting, she is a math teacher at Rigby Middle School, and she was preparing her students for their finals on the morning of May 6th when she heard a gunshot from down the hall. Now, she said, I told my students we're going to leave, and here's what she said happened. It was a little girl, and my brain couldn't quite grasp that. And so I looked at her, and I just quietly said, are you the shooter? And she just watched me, and I just walked up to her, And I put my hand over her hand, and I just slowly pulled the gun out of her hand. And she allowed me to. And then after I got the gun, I just pulled her into a hug. There must have been a little white girl. Now, the sixth grade student actually wounded two students and one adult, according to the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Was the shooter a little white girl? Yeah, a little girl with a gun shooting people, and they walk up to her to take the gun? 
And when you think about Micaiah Bryant, right? You telling me that a math teacher can disarm a student with a gun? A math teacher, a student with a gun, but a trained cop can't disarm a young girl with a knife. Now, Kristen Knighting also said that she held the girl after that. After a little while, the girl started talking to me, and I could just really tell she was very unhappy. And I just kept hugging her and loving her and trying to let her know that we're going to get through this together. And so I looked at her, and I just said, he needs to put you in handcuffs. And she didn't respond. She just let him. And he was very gentle and very kind, and he just went ahead and took her and put her in the the police car. Well, salute to that teacher. What's her name? Uh, Kristen Knighting. Salute to Kristen Knighting. You did a great job. Kristen, she had to know that young girl. You, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's, just, it's just wild that a math teacher can disarm a student with a gun, but a trained cop couldn't disarm a young girl with a knife. Now, she said when the police came, she told the girl, you know, he, he's got to put you in handcuffs. And she said the police officer was very gentle and very kind. Of course. That's how I know. Guess what? <laughs> right she is! Well, you know, they don't release the names of the uh, sixth grader, and the girl's name has not been released. All yeah. we know is oh. that she lives in Idaho Falls. I don't but where does the sixth grader get the gun from? You know what I mean? Because parents are supposed to have your gun locked up, and at six years old, do you know how to take the safety off a gun? Yeah. You know oh, how to oh, she use was six a years gun? Old? Nine years old. Oh, nine years oh, old. Yeah, nine, nine years old. old. Yeah, you can sixth start going grade. to the range in most places at eight. So, yeah, maybe. With a handgun? Yeah, yeah. You can, wow. take, you can go to, take, you now, to the fire and range at eight. In sixth grade, are you eight. nine years old? Sixth grade? No, you should be like 11. Oh, yeah. I don't know math, man. I got more, I got more sixes than She wasn't a teenager, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> how you start quoting rap lyrics you know to try you know to figure it out? You know that Jay-Z, you know what? What that Jay-Z lyrics? That, that's on vacation. Let's you know just the Jay-Z on. lyrics where he goes, I, I got more sixes. What lyrics was it? He said, I got more sixes than... um. Third grade. I got more sixes than third. No, that wasn't it. Than third See, grade. you try to do it too. <laughs> All right, guys. Like that's you your front page news. I, I tried to figure it out on. from what Jay's lyrics was. That's from the R-O-C. Uh, oh, All you have to do is add five, okay? <laughs> you start school normally when you're around five years old. Right. Six plus five is 11. Okay. I got, I got no, more no, six is in grade. first grade. No, six is in first grade. grade. Yeah, first grade. Six is in first grade. Seven, eight, nine. So third. This is this. See? You know what? We got to get this together. You're a Hampton alumni. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a doctor from South Carolina State. <laughs> <laughs> we, this has, we have to get this together. Are you okay. smarter than a sixth grader? No, nope. that's how we do exactly. all that. We, you know, we all we know everything from Jay Z lyrics. That, that is very true. Are but you, you were totally than a wrong. I got more sixes, <laughs> and then you had it wrong. I got more sixes in third grade. First, you didn't know it. I had to think about it. It's early. No, it was early. I was. It takes Jay-Z lyrics for you guys to understand how old a child is in the grade. That is a shame. It doesn't matter how we learn as long as we learn. But the funny thing is, as soon as I said it, you knew exactly what I meant. Professor Sean Carter has taught us a lot. That definitely has. All right, guys. All right, when we come back, who's joining us, man? Somebody that is way smarter than everybody in this room. Okay, his name is Will Lucas. Will Lucas is an entrepreneur. He has a podcast called Black Tech Green Money. He He's a marketing and production agent. He's a content creator. And he can tell you where you need to be putting your money over the next couple of years. So you're about to learn something. All right, we'll talk to him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. I don't know where DJ Envy ran off to, but I mean, this brother is uh that we have in here today is is right up Envy's alley because you know you got brothers like Envy and you know Caesar and you know Ernie Leisure and Wall Street Trapper and you know Angela Yee. Even they they're all you know pushing 
economic empowerment and finances yes, and sir. investments and all of that good stuff. And uh, the good brother Will Lucas is here. Yes, sir. From the Black Tech Green Money Podcast. Good morning, Will. And good morning. Good morning, everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Will. Why should we listen to you in regards to finances? Hey, you know, uh, brand manager Afrotech, which mm -hmm. is the world's biggest uh, black tech platform and uh, digital platform and conference in the world. So I feel like you know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I started off in the music business. I, I did mm -hmm. radio for 12 years, actually. Wow. I thought I was going to be an entrepreneur in the music business, but I found my way um, into entrepreneurship and technology very early in life. You have several media businesses, a content creator, so... I feel like I got something to say, and I feel like I've done the work also. So, so you're cheating. That's why your podcast sounds so good. <laughs> you got experience in the broadcasting field. You know, I, I feel like, look, look, Steve Jobs has this quote said, you know, you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So I mm. feel like all the things that I've done led me to this moment. Absolutely. How did, how did you start investing? Because I always think that's interesting because I think about how I had to learn about investing and I feel like I started late in life. So I'm I'm playing catch up, but it's fascinating to me and I wish I would have known what to do earlier and started earlier. Well, I would put it this way. I'm an investor into myself. And so I, I, I do own like a lot of investments. I have Ethereum, Bitcoin, the whole thing, but mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur. And so I'm invested into my businesses. Um, more so than any other thing. I feel like, you know, the, the biggest investment you can make is into your own thing. Um, whether or not you put, you know, $10,000, $20,000 to some other company, a lot of times that money can serve you better when you put it into your own self, your own education and your own businesses. And you take that leap, you learn more um, about the opportunity for wealth creation and building legacy and the thing that you want to do. Then you can learn sometimes, mm -hmm. not, not all the time, but sometimes by uh, investing in other things. Expound on that a little bit more, because, you know, when people think investments, that's what they think, you know. Buy real estate, invest yeah. in stock, get some Bitcoin. But you said invest in yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, take the leap on yourself. There are so many people who have the conversation about if if I had X, I would do Y. I'm like, well, just do Y and figure it out along the way. <laughs> just just get in the game. Mm -hmm. So many people have ideas about things that they want to start, businesses that they want to um, create. And they feel like something is holding them back. And at the end of the day, it's you holding yourself back. Mm -hmm. You know, you took a, a, a chance on yourself when you started your, your radio career. You, mm -hmm. you started, you know, took a chance on yourself when you started your radio career in your juice bar. I feel like, look, there's opportunities out here for everyone. And there's, there's nothing that makes people who have done it more special than the people who have it other than they took a gamble on themselves. And I feel like more people, more right. of us specifically should take a gamble on ourselves because look, we, we have the keys. We have the, look, number one, black women have, um, particularly in the tech world, their startups fail at a lower rate than every other startup. Every, really? Black women startups fail at a lower rate than every other company. Why is that? Just because of the support they receive from each other? Or? No, it's because black women know how to do know how to make it work They're prepared <laughs> black women yeah, black we, women you know have had to make it work you know it's in the dna mm -hmm. and so i feel like you know if, if we figure out ways to encourage each other and create ecosystem to support each other we can all win in this world wow yeah because i always believe in taking a educated risk right and i try to do whatever i can to make sure that my business is straight before because sometimes i feel like people want you to invest in something but they don't have it all together and so they say, oh, I have this thing. Can you you know, help me with it? I need some money to get it started. I'm like, okay, well, can I see a business plan? Or who else are your partners? How much have you invested in yourself? Like, what yeah. is you doing? And a lot of times people don't have that together. So people will ask me like, can you invest in this or partner with me on this? And I'll be like, well, okay, send me over a business plan so I can just check it out. And they never do it. Yeah, and you know, I've 
so I'm I'm the wrong person to like advocate like strongly for business plans. I do believe you need to have something documented. I'm more like in in, in the mm-hmm. camp of like make a deck at least like a present. Mm-hmm. Make a PowerPoint yeah. and just show me a couple slides on what this is. And then more than that, go try to sell something. If somebody buys what you're trying to do, that's the best proof that there is that you know what you have can actually work in the marketplace. And Mike Tyson, as his core, you know everybody has a plan until they and get punched, punched in the face. face. So go try to sell it. <laughs> Go try to sell it. If you can get enough people to at least, you know, show me some sort of proof of concept that you have that people want what you're trying to create. What was the first investment Will Lucas made in himself? Oh, the radio, because I'm from Toledo, Ohio, you mm-hmm. know, so I feel like I wanted to be in the music business growing up and I figured I'm from Toledo. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the closest thing to the music business? So I met uh, I was in high school and I met a program director at a Teen Summit. And I said, you know, look, my name is Will Lucas. I want to be in the radio. I want to be in the music business. I'm sorry. And he said, you know, best thing I can tell you to do is find an internship somewhere. That's and, right. Um, so he told me to come out to the station because there was a line of teens trying to talk to him. And so I went out to the station like the next day. And he said, again, he gave me this musician's friend catalog, which has stuff I couldn't afford, you know, music equipment. And he said, again, best thing I can tell you to do is find, you know, an internship somewhere. And so my internship started that day. It's working for free. Wow. And so three days into my internship, he put me on the air with him during the five o'clock traffic jam. He had the three to eight slot. Um, I was on the air with him every day after that. After I would get out of school, I would go out to the radio station and be on the air working for free. Uh, Six months after that, they gave me my own Saturday night show. Um, I was number one in the city on Saturday nights. Um, Six months after that, he went to the morning show. They gave me his afternoon drive show. And so I just happened to find I found something in me that was good at radio at Mm -hmm. the time. And so that internship, I believe, so like a lot of teenagers today are looking for like paid internships. And I do believe like, you know, because some, some people can take advantage of interns. Um, but I do believe there is value in working for free, at least if it gets you closer to your goal. I agree with you. Because sometimes it ain't just about the money. But if you can find a way to get closer to the thing, that's worth it. And, and it'll pay off. My dad taught me, you know, growing up, everybody pays in life. Some people pay now, mm-hmm. some people pay later. Everybody pays. That's right. And so sometimes it ain't about the money. If it gets you closer, then take that leap into your You have to understand opportunity when there's not a paycheck attached to it. Absolutely. You have to recognize opportunity when there's not a paycheck I, attached yeah, to it. Yeah, we live, we live in a world, though, where people want that instant gratification. And I, I respect that. You know, again, there's some people who don't know how to treat interns. Mm-hmm. And so my internship was a working. Like, I actually got to work in the field. And so if you're just, you know, taking advantage of interns because you don't want to pay somebody else, then and you're just a bad leader, you know. But I feel mm-hmm. like if you're giving people the real opportunity to get closer to their dreams, mm-hmm. internships are for them. You know, internships aren't not just necessarily about the company getting free labor. It's about helping somebody else, paying that forward to help somebody else get closer to their thing. That's right. All right, we got more with Will Lucas. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Will Lucas, entrepreneur, content creator, and more. Now, Charlemagne, I want to ask you about uh, Bitcoin because you mentioned it earlier. I see cryptos taking a dive yeah. in the stock market yeah. today. Why? Why is it? Um, it's super volatile. So number one, it's an un- unregulated currency, which is the the value of it. It's an unregulated currency, and so I feel like. Number one, if you in, if you are like day trading Bitcoin, like you are gambling, you go into the casino every single day. Wow! And so I'm I buy Bitcoin, I buy Ethereum religiously. I have like an on auto buy like every week. I just put a certain amount of money towards those things, and I'm not looking to sell it anytime mm-hmm. soon because I I believe one day Bitcoin could hit like a real crazy number. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there are folks who are selling off right literally right now in this moment. You know, I 
go ahead because you're going you're gonna to make it good for people like me and good investors who like, okay, I'm going to buy those dips and I'm going to buy those crazy dips. It was like, like a year ago, it was like $3,000. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, it was $80,000. And so I'm like, it will hit those numbers again. But if you're buying um, particularly to like day trading, those such a volatile currency, you're playing casino every single day. And I'm, that's not, to me, a wise investment strategy. So even it dipping the day, that don't mean nothing. That's just the way That's just the way it goes. That's, yeah, just, yeah. The way it's, that's just the way it goes. I mean, the, the, the entire market goes up and down, but it's just more stable. Yeah. Um, so it's, the, the dips aren't as, the swings aren't as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with things like with Bitcoin, because it's such a new, it's not really a new currency, because it's, because it's so fresh, um, people don't know how to value it. And so you, those swings are going to be wild and crazy. So I, I'm buying, I'm going to hold it because I believe it could get to a specific number mm-hmm. no matter what it does in the meantime. Yeah, I'm scared of it just because I don't quite understand it. I was talking to my financial people about it and they was like, you know, same thing you just said, it's, it's not regulated, but they do feel like crypto is here to stay. We just don't know which yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. And, and so I'm like, you know, it's, it's like building a portfolio. Like you mm-hmm. don't put all your things in one brand. You don't put all your, you shouldn't put all of it into one coin. And so again, yeah. I, I've, I've Litecoin also. I forgot, I forgot about that one. I have Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. And I'm I'm banking on my ultimate belief that mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be humongous. I don't know which one again, um, but I'm not banking on what it says today. I yeah. believe ultimately these will be very valuable uh, tokens. Absolutely. Is it too late? Because some people will say, well, you kind of missed the boat if you didn't invest earlier. What are your thoughts on that? It, it'll be even later tomorrow. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, so I'm like, get in the game. You know, again, the, these you're, you're seeing it swing. The, the worst thing you can do is sit on the sideline and try to, you know, have a crystal ball like nobody knows. And so at mm-hmm. the, the worst thing you can do is just sit back and wait. Just get in the game. Well, what should we invest in that will probably make a comeback since the world is opening? back up a little bit after the pandemic. Black people. You should invest in black people. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. You should invest. You should invest. Look, same thing I said about like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, I believe ultimately black people win. And so I'm like, you know, (laughs) 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 so I'm like, invest in black people. Like, we are the culture. We the wave. We talk about food. We talking about sports. We talking about dance. We talk, I mean, invest in black people no i listen i agree with you um you know you everything you're saying i agree with saying that you invest in yourself but yes invest in black people that's what i love to do i think that when you pour into other people like you can't lose you you can't i mean look you know i i was asking a, a vc on on the podcast black tech green money wherever you get your podcast um but i was asking the vc like you know because black people run the culture you know we are we over index on twitter we over index on snapchat we over index on tiktok and we create those trending topics why is it if if we create the culture then why is it we get less fun like why don't they just go to the source but Mm -hmm. they invest instead in people who wear sandals in patagonia or whatever like like why is it those people get the money and the people who are actually creating the things and making them popular don't get it. And so this, that's the million dollar question. It's like, and so I believe like if, again, if you ultimately believe that black culture wins, um, which we already do. So that's not, that's a foregone conclusion. Um, then you should invest in black people. And so like the, the problem is, is not enough of us consider building technology tools and platforms as like a thing, like so many of our kids know how to use TikTok, That's but they don't right. realize that there's somebody on the other side building That's TikTok. Right. That's right. And so my mission is to make sure that we have that representation so we know that, okay, not only is this an app I'm downloading, but there's somebody on the other side getting a piece every time I open this up. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my that's the, that's the mission I'm on. Is it our fault because we're not necessarily in the fields or industries we may need to be in? 
No, I mean that's this number one. This is why Afrotech exists is is to not only give us that representation of that there are black people really out here doing it. Like we are really out here making money right. in technology. I mean, I can talk about people who you know tens of millions of dollars. You know, like the OG. You know, like my guy um, who's like the Michael Jordan poster on my walls. Guy named Paul Judge. Like I mean, this guy's you know dozens of patents you know super duper millionaire i mean this is a guy who you consider like tech people nerds like this guy walks around like louboutins and you know mm-hmm. he looks like envy you know like you know this he walks around looking <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy for no IG. goddamn reason <laughs> like just super just super duper rich i'm like and, <laughs> and so my my i got into podcasting because i had a white advisor to one of my startups ask me what would it take to get more black kids interested in tech and i said like they need to see like a black Mark Zuckerberg. They need to see somebody who looks mm-hmm. like them and is realizing success. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that conversation, I kicked myself. So I'm like, we have super successful black people in tech. We just don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I did all these years of radio. I'm going to go start a podcast. Yeah. And so it's still still in iTunes it's called Of 10 Podcast because I was only going to do 10 episodes. One mm-hmm. of 10, two of, so it's called Of 10 Podcast. And so I had like these super high profile in the tech, in the tech um, sector black people on my show and i'm like there's so many more of us out here who are really really doing it um we just don't have enough representation and that's changing now with things like afrotech and black tech green money like robert refkin yeah i mean like we really out here yeah we're really out here and he's like one of the youngest black billionaires yes you're absolutely right yeah and he, he's, yeah. he's in the, I, I forgot exactly what he does in the tech space but i know it's tech yeah, I mean, so, but there are so many. There are so many. Yeah. I mean, there, there, black women. You, I mean, you've got like Jessica Matthews right here in Harlem. Like, she's building a power company, like energy sustainability. Like, I've never we, heard we of are, Jessica like, we. Are, you should have Jessica. Like, Jessica is really the truth. Like, she, if you ask her, she tell, tell you she's like the mix of Bill Nye the Science Guy and Beyonce. Like, she is really, <laughs> really the truth. I mean, but you've got the you've got super successful black people in tech who are getting the bag, who are really making money. And, you know, more of us need to show ourselves like we are really on the other side of these applications, on the other side of these solutions, making these things that people are using every day. All right, we got more with Will Lucas. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Will Lucas. He's the brand manager at Afrotech, content creator, entrepreneur. He'll tell you and help you where you should be putting your money. Now, I have a question. When you talk apps and you talk tech, a lot of that is expensive. How expensive is it to create your own app? And, you know, how do we get money for that? I, I know. I love that you, you asked that question. Because, number one, tech is like the, the, the gold rush and you don't have to have the picks and shovels. Like, you can literally go to your library and code an app on that computer. Like, there are so many free applications that teach you both how to code and that you can use like these open source platforms that you don't have to have, um, you know, the big, you don't have to have down payments, you know, like you do have to have in, 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 in to buy a mortgage. Um, right. You don't have to have, you know, a, a, a U-Haul or a bulldozer to go build a thing. Like you can literally sit on a computer on, on a borrowed computer, mm-hmm. upload that code to the cloud, and any computer you go to, that same code will be there. And then you can launch that application to the to whatever platform, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, for free. 
Mm-hmm. And the the biggest thing is knowing how to engage people. It's, it's, it's like learning how to code is one thing. The the real kicker in the people who are successful is not just the people who know how to write code. It's also the people who can engage a team. And so if you can right. sell somebody to come along that road with you, whether that be if you're the coder and you're not the person who can go sell, but you can engage somebody who can go, who's got the mouthpiece and can be the front face of it. Then you can win if you are the front face and you got the mouth, but you got and you got an idea, but you got you need to then be able to engage somebody who can code. And so I feel like, you know, number one, there is a zero cost to entry, zero cost to entry in the tech world. And the upside can be unlimited. And also, like, on top of that, like, not everybody's trying to build a Google. Like, if you are a a barber, like my guys at Squire, like, if you are a barber and you learn how to have a tech-enabled platform to where you can scale, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a small business, you can win. Like, where, like, like I love talking about barbers because I'm like, if you are a barber and you are not learning learning how to employ technology, like, where's the black Borics? Like, where's the black supercuts? Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. they built a model that mm-hmm. scales. And so, like, where are we in this world? And the way that we get there is by employing technology uh, against those um, those lifestyle sort of businesses. What way will you advise kids that say, hey, I'm into tech, I'm watching The Breakfast Club. What school would you say they should go to or look forward to going to to learn more about tech? The University of YouTube. That's where you go. Don't say that. I'm just being I real. agree with you, but it's a lot of people saying, on YouTube giving out a lot of bad information, too. I'm like, look, the, number one, if, you learn how, if you're trying to learn how to code, it's the University of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, and you got, I mean, then you've, and you also have, number one, shout out to the University of Toledo. I'm a board member at the University of Toledo, so I got to shout them. And we got nice computer, like, engineering programs. But it's honestly the University of YouTube. I mean, you, if you want to learn how to code, University of YouTube, you can learn Python, you can learn Rails, you can learn C Sharp, you can learn whatever it is you want to learn. And there are people who are really good at teaching these things on these platforms. And you know, that's, Period. Point blank. That's it. Well, who are the people? Because what if they? There's, teach a, there's me? a lot of there's a lot of programs too. Like Black Girls Code is an yeah, amazing absolutely. program. I know Black Girls Code. Yeah, abs- mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to shout out to Kimberly from Black Girls Code. Like I, number one, like it's it's hard to say like you sh- you should listen to this person for versus that person because specifically the, people learn in different ways and so um, some people are super visual learners like so I I can do front end development like I need to be able to refresh my screen and see the code I just wrote like but there are other people who are back end developers who you don't see the work you don't see the result of their work on the front end of the device or the computer and so it's really depending on how you learn so I advise you go to YouTube, you search, okay, how to build an app. Then you can build, and number one, you can build apps without code. Like there, we are getting to a place in our society where you don't have to learn necessarily how to code. I'm, I'm blanking up, but it's, it's called apps without code. So if you just Google apps without code, there's a black girl who's running this program and you can literally build and deploy apps to <clears throat> the different platforms without knowing how to code. Because the, the interfaces today are such that you are, you are um, accommodated with tools where you can literally build applications and inter- with integrated um, other third-party softwares that is really like drag-and-drop sort of, sort of situations. What about the people uh, on YouTube who think that technology causes COVID? <laughs> don't learn how to code from them and, hey. and, and well i want to i want to add on to that too the new york public library because you know i'm an ambassador ambassador for them they also have free classes that teach Absolutely. you how to code yeah so there's a lot of places where you can get that information like you said youtube nice and easy you can yes. go to the 
Yeah, there's so many different places. I think Facebook does a program also where you can come in and learn how to code. So and, and start, it's available. And, and start your children mm -hmm. and start your children as best you can early because it, number one is it's a it's about representation. Number one, so you have to show them like what does the end result potentially look like. And so if you can expose your 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 children to stories, um, to success stories, because, again, like they want to be LeBron because they see LeBron. That's they, right. they, but if they want to be, you know, again, my, my daughter's Ariana Grande because they see Ariana Grande. Right. But if you can show your, your kids, you know, these again, Jessica Matthews, Kimberly um, from Black Girls Code, the Paul judges of the world, like if you can show your kids these people then they see people who look like them and are really, really doing it. It really just boils down to money. Like when you see somebody like Robert Smith and Robert Smith can oh pay God, 40 yeah. million people, yeah. can pay $40 million to, to the class of Morehouse. They're like, yeah. oh, he got that kind of money? Now you start paying attention to what he does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need, we need to highlight these stories. And I appreciate the work that you guys are doing here, you know, highlighting these stories because this is like super important because only the, the NBA is only going to get so big. It's, it's right. only going to be so many spots on these teams. But is it's an you know unlimited opportunity in this world of creating efficiencies that at scale, which which is a byproduct of the technology, where anybody with a good idea can employ technology to make that idea come become real, and that people can be using it all over the world, and you can really change your life by using this. My, my my last question: Why why is the Black Tech Green Money podcast necessary? <laughs> these are the conversations we have amongst ourselves. I'll mm -hmm. say that these are, these are the places where Black Tech Green Money is a place where um, those people who have done it, the people who have done what you want to do, um, can have the conversations with us that they can't have on other stages and other podcasts. Mm -hmm. These are conversations, the insights. If you want to build legacy and wealth utilizing tech or in tech. Um, and you want to know how to do it strategically, how to do it, what are the tactics, not just like some, you know, overarching global general, you know, response to questions, but actually, how do you do it? That's right. This is the podcast you need to be listening to. If you are if you are aiming to build wealth, if you are aiming to use tech um, to build a scalable solution, this is the podcast you need to be listening to, especially if you're black, because if you are trying to build wealth and legacy, towards the future not like looking backwards because the ba the past is gone pre the pre-covid world is gone that's right there is a new world and what uh black tech green money allows us to do is have these conversations from our perspective to find out how we can win give me your twitters and your instagrams and all that good stuff will uh at will lucas on ig w-i-l-l-l-u-c-a-s twitter i'm on will underscore lucas i couldn't get will lucas so twitter Will uh, underscore Lucas. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But it's Black Tech Green Money podcast on all of those. So And make sure you check out the Black Tech Green Money podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Will, I thank you for your partnership. I thank Afrotech for the partnership. Salute to, to Morgan. And let's, yeah. just keep, let's just keep Morgan. Uh, teaching our people, man. Thank you. See the God. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's a Thursday. And let's get to these rumors. Let's go. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. Listen So for the Hollywood reporter, Billy Porter has decided to tell some very important parts of his story. He said that he is HIV positive. He also said the diagnosis came at one of his lowest points. He said it was 2007, the worst year of his life. 
and he was on the precipice of obscurity for about a decade or so. He said, by February, I had been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. By March, I signed bankruptcy papers. And by June, I was diagnosed HIV positive. Now, here's what he had to say about going to trauma therapy. I started trauma therapy to begin the process of healing as opposed to how I had been navigating through the world up until that time. You know, my trauma served me, my story served me in terms of forward motion for a very long time. All right, he goes on to talk about how the diagnosis came about even. He said he had a pimple on his butt and it got larger and larger and harder and harder and then it started to hurt. And one day he was like, I gotta get this taken care of. So he said at the front desk, uh, the queen at the front desk asked him, you want an HIV test, they only $10. And he said, yeah, it's time. And he was getting tested every six months and he went in, got his pimple drained, and then he got tested. The doctor came back and told him he was positive. So that that's an actual symptom of HIV? Like when you get a cyst? No, he said it was just a fluke that he had that. And then he was in there. They asked him, do you want to get a test just because you're here? You're here. You oh, might as well get yeah, you had to clear that up because you made it seem like a pimple on the butt is a... Is a is a way that uh, people could. Well, I, quote, I quoted exactly what he said. Oh, okay, because yeah. I'm. So. I, I've gotten those often. I was like, huh? Okay. What, pimples on your butt. You get pimples yep. on your butt a lot. I do. That's I've weird. Had, I've had a Maybe cyst you need back to um, make sure that you scrub and exfoliate your butt really? so that it doesn't get clogged up. Just like you exfoliate your face. Yeah, you don't wash oh, your yeah, butt yeah, well it's enough. Oh yeah, like hair bumps. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get rid of that dead layer of skin so it can come out. Exfoliate you know? your butt. Yeah, you don't use exfoliant on your I whole body? I do on my face. I know it's on my face. I got exfoliant. You get a uh, nice scrub. scrub. They have some good ones from Shea Moisture. Really? has a nice scrub. Uh, yeah, you should scrub your whole body. Yeah, try that, bro. Do that for the cheeks. Exfoliate the cheeks. Yeah. All right, now he did let everybody around him know that he was HIV positive, but he couldn't bring himself to share it publicly, and he also was afraid to tell his mom at first. The manifestation of the shame was not being able to tell my mother, but my mother having been through so much already. There was already so much of it in her life that she had to deal with because of my queerness that I just didn't want her to have to live through there. I told you so of it all. You know, I had made a pact with myself that I would let her die before I told her. Man, I mean, that has to be a tough one to reveal to the world. Like, you know how many people probably in you know, entertainment and Hollywood who are HIV positive, but don't say anything. Like, just think about in our lifetimes, I can only think of three people that mm-hmm. went public, right? So I'm sure it's some others, but man, it's, it's a lot of people who be keeping that to themselves. Mm-hmm. So for Billy to live his truth in that way, that had to be difficult. Right, and he, like you said, he did tell a lot of the people around him. So everybody around him knew, but he just never publicly told everyone. And here's what happened when he had his conversation with his mom. I haven't seen her in a while. Let me just call and talk to her. Not even two minutes in the conversation, she was like, what's wrong? Mother always knows. And I said, nothing, nothing. And she's like, son, please tell me what's wrong. So I ripped the Band-Aid off and I just told her. And she said, I love you. I've always loved you. That will never change. Damn. Wow. And I mean, now, now he's saying it's time to grow up and move on because shame is destructive and if not dealt with, it can destroy everything in its path. And he also talked about the advancements in medicine that have dramatically increased the quality of life for people with HIV. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know the world that, but I mean, in his position, if he wants to be an example, the others living with HIV, I understand. And just living your truth is freeing, right? Yeah, and I commend him for that, man. I remember yeah. doing a panel with... Um, 
uh, about all the advancements they've made with HIV medicines and being on a panel with people who are HIV positive that have very productive lives for decades. So mm-hmm. you can live mm-hmm. with HIV and live a fruitful life. And so I do commend him for coming out and being able to say that. You know, we do HIV testing every year at the juice bar. And so it's always interesting to me because I get tested every year, too, when everyone comes in and does it. And there have been people who have tested positive for HIV when they came in to do their test. But it is important on that you spot? know. Yeah. yeah. See, I wouldn't want, I, w- I don't want to know that news on the spot. Not there. Well, no one tell. like, they don't tell me who it oh, is or anything. Got you, it's got private. You, got you. They have p- counselors on hand got you. and everything so that they can go ahead and start you in the process of making sure that you're, you know, eating what you're supposed to eat, making sure that you're taking the medicine, all of those things. It's important to know so you can have a healthy life. And, you know, when you see people like Billy Porter, it like removes the stigma of whatever mm-hmm. you think, you know, living with Same HIV thing with Magic Johnson like. as well. Oh, Same absolutely. thing with Magic. And, I, you know, I'm always curious to, to, you know, Magic Johnson has HIV, is no longer detected in the system. We no, wait, Nobody wait, ever wait, says where'd, how. Where'd you, is that true? I don't know if that's true. Yeah, he said it's no longer detected in the system. He didn't say he didn't have it. He said it's not detected in his, in his body. All Uh-oh. the different cocktails of medication that you can take, yeah, you can go on and be fine. So, yeah. all right, well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? We need 90% of the GOP who voted against this... Uh, independent commission to investigate the coup on January 6th to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them, please. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Donkey of the day for Thursday, May 20th, goes to the 90% of Republicans who are battling against an independent commission, okay, on the attempted coup of this country on January 6th. I speak about the insurrection in this country as often as I can because that is something we should never forget, especially when it doesn't seem like anyone is truly being held responsible. In my 42 years of existence on this planet, I have never seen a greater example of white privilege than what happened on January 6th. That was a textbook definition of a coup, okay? A sudden, violent, and illegal seizure of power from a government. We talk about people being unpatriotic. What's more unpatriotic than treason, okay? I said to y'all months ago that Democrats, Republicans, you know, any American, black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian, if you truly care about this country, you will never let them forget what happened on January 6th. You will constantly remind folks of the domestic terrorists that stormed the Capitol building and you would make sure every single member of Vanilla ISIS and Al Cracker are held responsible for the act of treason they committed in this country. But no! Y'all treat an attempted coup in this country like it's just a bunch of kids wilding out at spring break. Like it was like it was a brunch that got a little rowdy. 
What message does that send to the rest of the world? That's the question I have been asking myself since that attempted coup happened, and I don't understand why it's not TV commercials, billboards, magazine ads that constantly remind folks of what Donald Trump and his rhetoric caused to happen in this country on January 6th. Any human being who truly gives a damn would be all for this independent commission on the insurrection. If you don't know what that commission is, it's simple. The agreement which set up an independent commission to investigate the failings that allowed a pro-Trump mob to overrun the Capitol. Why wouldn't anyone who claims to be a patriot, who claims to be America first, why wouldn't they want this? Why wouldn't they want this bill? Because this, this, well, I mean, why wouldn't they want this independent commission? Because this independent commission will have people looking under the hood to see what's really going on. And it would make folks take a real deep look into the role the former celebrity in chief played in the coup and how he communicated with others in the GOP that day and how he responded to rioters as they invaded the Capitol. Basically, Donald Trump is Nino Brown. The GOP is the CMB. And this independent commission to investigate the attempted coup, well, they the facts. So of course the CMB or GOP would block an investigation because they know this is bigger than Nino Brown. And Trump got a list to prove it. And if he goes down, he's taking a lot of people with him. It's really that simple. So like most things, it passed the House, but probably won't pass the Senate. Would you like to hear what G Money, I mean, I mean Mitch McConnell had to say about this independent commission and why he doesn't support it? Listen. I've made the decision to oppose the House Democrats' slanted and unbalanced proposal for another commission to study the events of January the 6th. As everybody surely knows, I repeatedly made my views about the events of January the 6th very clear. So Mr. President, it's not at all clear what new facts or additional investigation yet another commission could actually lay on top of existing efforts by law enforcement and Congress. Why does Mitch McConnell talk like he's got his jaw wired? Is that a consequence of having no lips? I mean, damn, he could be a ventriloquist. I mean, he actually is because he speaks for the GOP and most of them are his puppets. But he said something in that statement that I have an, an answer to. He, he, he said it's not at all clear what new facts are. Additional investigation, yet another commission could actually lay on top of existing efforts by law enforcement and Congress. Well, I'll tell you what a deeper investigation could find. All the players involved, including the politicians. And furthermore, you can't go deep enough on what happened on January 6th. Domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol and tried to overthrow the results of a presidential election. That's not normal. Anywhere, especially in America. That's death by firing squad in some countries. I read a story in the Associated Press from July 27th, 1990, about 42 men, 42 convicted coup plotters who were uh, uh, executed by firing squad. Okay? I think this happened in Nigeria. So when you see how history has shown us how other countries handle their attempted coups, it makes you wonder why is America handling their attempted coups so whitely? I mean, I mean lightly. You can't go deep enough on any investigation regarding January 6th. I'll tell you like a COVID tester told me when I asked how deep will he go? And he said until he feels resistance. Well, we're getting resistance now. Okay, from 90% of the GOP. But I say go deeper. Now, I have to commend the 35 Republicans who have joined Democrats to support the measure. But I'm not giving you too much credit because it's a damn shame that we live in a country where we have to commend our politicians for doing the right thing. Okay, especially in regards to domestic terrorism. Now, I don't trust too many politicians to be anything but politicians. But, you know, over the last few years, I've really got to know some politicians and some folks. Some folks I just like as humans. And this next person I'm about to play is one of them. This is just a morally sound human who happens to be white, who just wants to do the right thing. 
okay, me and this guy have meditated together, we speak, I like this guy, and we need folks who speak truth to power, especially in politics. Tim Ryan of Ohio, the floor is yours. I want to thank the gentleman from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this and thank them for their bipartisanship. To the other 90% of our friends on the other side of the aisle, holy cow, incoherence. No idea what you're talking about. Ben Benghazi, you guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country, spent millions of dollars. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country? This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. Ooh, drop one of the clues bombs for Tim Ryan. <laughs> but Tim, you got to start cursing. Okay, you have to start cursing, Tim. That holy cow don't hit as hard as what you really wanted to say. Can you play just play the holy cow part again? Holy cow. Come on, man. Now, listen, okay, now this is what I need you to do. What's right? wrong with holy cow? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> if you're going to say holy cow, Tim, you're going to have to really take it there. I need you to put some of that real white sauce on it. Make it as Caucasian as possible. If you're going to do it like this. Holy cow. Holy birthday cake. Holy rainbow. Holy Cinderella! Holy shrinkage! Gosh golly, gee williger, zimity jippity doop! We have people scaling the Capitol, <laughs> hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship! That's right, Tim! Okay? Tim asked a valid question, too. What else has to happen in this country? What else? What else? Well, if you don't hold folks accountable for what happened on January 6th, I'm talking everyone from politicians to the domestic terrorists. We're going to find out. And I don't think America is ready for the answer. Please give the 90 percent of the GOP uh, who are battling against the independent commission on the attempted coup on January 6th. The biggest he all. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice or any type of advice. Call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Dizzy. Hey, what's your question for Ye? I know I've called this here before. This is the only time I can get you. Um, quick question. My girlfriend been through a lot. She's emotionally scarred. What advice can you give me so we can have a better relationship? Been through a lot with you or been through a lot outside of no, dealing with you? been through a lot in general. Okay, like what? Um, I don't want to put her out like that, but... um. Basically, a lot of betrayal, a lot, a lot of, you know, she was treated unappreciated in me. It's just a lot. And none of this has to do with you. This is all outside of you. <clears throat> right. It was way before me. But it's like, I and feel you, like she's taking it out on me now that we're together. Well, I would say in a situation like that, it sounds like she needs to get some professional help. I agree. You know, and I would, if I were you, I would try to get some recommendations and... Sometimes it's hard for people to say, okay, I'm going to go out and seek this and actually take those steps. But perhaps if you go with her, you guys can have some sessions together and then she can go alone. And you can also do that virtually as well. I thank you so much. I really just want to uh, thank you. I want to thank, I want to thank the breakfast club. I listen to you every day, especially on mm -hmm. the Charlemagne, DJ Andrew. I really do appreciate y'all. I'm 28. 
man. We appreciate yeah. you, King. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thank no, you. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate y'all way more. Love, and, you know, man. make sure you keep on showing her more. support. Make sure you keep on showing your, your girlfriend support and, and letting her know that she can always talk to you, right? And that you're not passing judgment on her ever and that you're going to be patient because love is patient. Right. And if I could say one more thing, I'm, I'm not going to hold y'all up. If y'all could follow me on my Instagram at um underscore Z underscore this, I would greatly appreciate it. Because there's some things I be wanting to um, tag Charlamagne. I know he's not big on social media, but there's some things I be wanting to tag him in. Um, I, I do look at my tags on Instagram from what I see. I don't... I don't right. I mean, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just learned a lot. I just learned how to repost reels on Instagram yesterday. I didn't even know you could do yeah, that. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh yeah, so, I'm serious. Um, I used to live in Columbia, South Carolina. So, you know, I'm originally from New York, but I used to live in Columbia, South Carolina. So 803. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out. I used to be in West Columbia. Oh man, so, the Met. I'm but you can't. Yeah, I used to live yeah, in West yeah. Columbia. But you don't go. In, you don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't uh, drive through West Columbia after dark. When yeah, you're black. I still be going down there. I live in Florida now. Don't start Charlemagne. Okay. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I live in Florida now, but you know how it is. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate the platform now. All right, King. All right, brother. Yes, Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm going to keep it real with you. With you. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yo, Envy, was good? This is your boy, Marley D, the electrician. Good morning to the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, Yee. Good morning. Good morning, Charlamagne. Yo, so right, let me tell y'all something. I want to give y'all a big shout out, especially Yee. Like about, let's say like a year and a half ago, maybe two years, I called the Breakfast Club. Had a little dilemma. I was at my job. I wanted to quit, right? Mm -hmm. I asked you for some advice. She was telling me if I think it was the right thing to do, I should do it, right? Mm -hmm. say like two weeks after that, my job let me go. Wow. Best thing that ever happened to me, Yee. God's plan. My situation has been up since then. Again, my name is Marley B, the electrician. Okay. Right? Let me plug my business. I'm a black young man. Do electrical work all throughout the five boroughs. We always need that. I, definitely. Let people know how they could find you. Everybody know Marley D, the electrician on Instagram. You can follow me. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send y'all. Um, uh, send y'all my Instagram. I'm gonna okay. follow Envy. I'm gonna follow Ye. You don't even follow us. I do follow y'all, but I oh. I'm gonna send y'all a DM. Okay. All yeah, right, we'll check for it. I don't follow back though. I don't follow back. So follow the black business back, please. All right, I good. Appreciate it, Envy. Yes, sir. I'm on you, Envy. I need hey. some work with you. <laughs> no A, no Charlemagne envy talk. This is a grown man talk. How does envy. everyone know this? See the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a DM you, man. Again, it's right. Molly D, the electrician. <laughs> I also have a clothing line called Unique Threads. I want to get y'all some clothes too, as well. All right, well, I'm glad everything worked out for you, even though you didn't quit. But you know, guys said we got another plan for you. I love it when that happens. There you go, Molly D. All right. Hello, who's this? Oh my God. Uh, this is Maria. Hey, Maria. Hey, Maria. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Good morning. I cannot believe I actually got through to you guys. I've been to you guys every single morning, and I know everybody says that, but I am, like, shaking. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, What's your question for you, Mama? So, I have uh, the most I would call him is a friend with benefits. Uh-huh. But he's, like, in love, obsessed, in love, obsessed. 
And I keep trying to explain to him, like, it's just not that. Like, I don't like you like that. I like the things that you do, but I don't like you just like the country. And um, I'm just nervous about having to deal with somebody. Maria, I am so but, confused. Um, you do not like this man, right? You, you just, I know, I know. I feel like why are you going out the country with him? Because it's been planned for a while. Um, I don't want to waste no, the trip, his money, my time. It's all catered to me and everything. I have a question. Do you care about him as a person? Yes, I do. I think he's a, a very sweet person. And I and I try to be very honest with him. Like, I tell him all these things, too. I just don't understand why he keeps... It feels, he so probably hard. thinks that, you know, you're doing these things, you're spending time with him, you're going away with him. Eventually, you're going to break down and be in a relationship with him. But if you care about somebody and you know that's not your intention, you can't keep on leading them on like this. Oh, everybody tells me that. So I just I can't accept things. <laughs> I think if you, uh, I don't think you should. I mean, I feel like that is bad karma. I feel like you say you've been telling him, but the, your actions aren't saying that, right? And a lot of times we always tell people not to be delusional. And on his behalf, he should know, okay, she's telling me she doesn't want to be with me. She's not with me. But then you're going away with him. Well, I almost didn't even go. I I had to. He had to convince me to go. Yeah, it just feels like it's not. It's really not nice, honestly, Maria. If you care about somebody yeah. to do things like that, would you want somebody to do that to you? Well, I would. I wouldn't put myself in that position. Exactly, but he has, <laughs> and it's, and it feels like he's vulnerable. Maybe it's his self esteem, but you are taking advantage. Okay. So. Well. I know it's not what you wanted to hear, but it's really not cool. No, I know because I've, I've I've called I've called multiple days. They even asked me like what I should do with him in in other situations. So happens that we're supposed to be going out of the country. Yeah, let him be able to find somebody who cares about him the way he he cares about them. If it's not you, let him at least free up to be able to to put that work in with somebody who wants him also. Okay. I mean, I did try to give him a chance. He's still hanging around, but I don't, I don't know. I need to do. I know. I, I know you're going to go on this trip anyway. So the last piece of advice I'm going to give you is bring some friends on the trip, also. Okay. All right. There you go. Thank you. Y'all foul. All right. Ask you why we foul. You know, for doing stuff like that. Not you, but people like that. That's foul. No. I feel bad for him. I don't even know him. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Demi Lovato. We'll tell you what they had to say. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I got what you need. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela on, Yee, Charlamagne the, the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. He ain't got nothing on under that robe and that, that, that breeze just blew. <laughs> I was singing Chris Brown's song. What you all I heard was you say I got what you need. And then <laughs> That's nobody what he says with in the you. Song. Mm-hmm. All right, King. Do your thing. Uh, all right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Demi Lovato. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor report, rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Demi Lovato took to Twitter to let everybody know that she is changing 
their pronouns from she, her to they, them. She said, every day we wake up, we are given another opportunity and chance to be who we want and wish to be. I've spent the majority of my life growing in front of all of you. You've seen the good, the bad, and everything in between. Not only has my life been a journey for myself, I was also living for those on the other side of the cameras. Today's a day I'm so happy to share more of my life with you all. I'm proud to let you know that I identify as non-binary and will officially be changing my pronouns to they, them moving forward. Here's what she said on Twitter. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. Question. No. Question. Hmm. No. We don't want to hear from you. No, but I thought they mean two or more people. That's plural. what I thought, too. I'm not going to lie. The pronoun thing did confuse me because I thought I did think they and them were plural. I thought it means more than one. And Khaled said they are haters. So it, uh, so what is it? Yeah, what is I thought they was two or more. Well, in this particular case, it's they, them for Demi because they doesn't want to be referred to as a he, him, or she, her. So it's they, them, you know, non-binary. Okay. And listen, if we slip mm-hmm. up, I apologize. I just want to put that out there, too, because, you know, sometimes you're so used to saying something in a certain way that you might use the wrong pronoun. You know, the only time I've been catching myself uh, over the past few years is when I'm talking about God, because we have a tendency to say God and he. And it's just mm-hmm. like I just say I try to just say God as he, opposed to saying, you know, he blesses me. You know, what I, mean? I just try to say won't God. they do it. Won't they yes, do they it? will. Won't he do it? Yeah, that is true. Damn. Won't God do it? That's what I say. Won't God do it? Look at God. I don't know, man. I'm too stupid for all of this, to be honest. You are. You. All right. Um, and Russell Simmons and Kamora Lee. Russell is simming, uh, Russell Simmons is suing his ex-wife mm. and accusing her of fraud. So, according to The Blast, he has filed a lawsuit against Kimora and her husband, Tim, for allegedly siphoning some of his shares in the Celsius Energy Drink Company so they could use that, those shares as collateral to post bond for her husband, who is currently facing a series of federal charges. They're calling you. Conspiracy <laughs> to right money. now. That's, they're telling me to pay my meter. Uh. All right. So prior to that incident, uh, Russell Simmons and Kimora and Tim had all invested tens of millions into Celsius, but now he's being charged with laundering money. So now he has to sue. Uh, Tim is being accused of laundering money. So Russell Simmons is now suing Kimora for using that money for his bond. Can you su- now, can you sue your ex-wife if y'all cool? Yeah. Like if, if, like if, if y'all really money, friends? But I mean, if y'all cool, though, like if y'all really cool, y'all friends, y'all cool, they're not cool the if you're suing them. If you can't settle it, then you have to. That's Damn. a lot of money on the line. So, yes, I'm sure it feels disrespectful. Y'all want some good news? Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. He is saying that Rihanna is the love of his life. He said, my lady, so much better when you got the one. She amounts to probably like a million of the other ones. I think when you know, you know she's the one. And he's on the cover of GQ's June, July feature issue. Well, you know what to do, ASAP. Beyonce said, if you like it, put a ring on it. Okay. And take her last name. I would be ASAP Fenty. You hear me? <laughs> what? You, what? you wouldn't take Rihanna's last name? What? Please. I'm ASAP Fenty. Mm-hmm. Rihanna Rocky hard, too, though. Is that ASAP real last name? 
No. I'm sure that's not his no. last name. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> this guy is dumb. I told y'all I'm stupid. Was, and they were also showing ASAP Rocky pictures of him and Rihanna on the red carpet. And here's what he said about one of the pictures of the two of them. That's a fly photo because she looked fire right there. She looks sexy as f I love her braids. Oh, that's your favorite outfit of hers, right? I remember yeah. that. Yeah. You know why, though? She might have wore way better stuff. It's just I was there in person to see it on her. She designed my, my tuxedo. That's a Fenty tuxedo with the Rick Owens hey. shoes on, but nah, she designed it. I was all Fenty that day. I don't see that young king saying nothing wrong. All I hear him saying is the right things. Isn't that okay. what he's supposed to be saying? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Jeez. That's Rihanna, And I'm bro. sure he means it. All yeah. right. And another breakup news this time. Uh, Future, they're saying that he's taking a dig at Lori Harvey on a leaked snippet of a song with him and 42 Doug. And here is that snippet. I couldn't even hear he that. He said, tell Steve Harvey, I don't sucks. want her. <laughs> it was leaked. So it is what it is. So you could have just said that, yeah, because we I couldn't understand anything they were saying. Future ain't never got to worry about being on Family Feud now. After that, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a wrap. Well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With the new Audible Plus plan, audiobooks are just the beginning. With Audible Plus, you can listen all you want to thousands of included Audible originals, popular podcasts, and more all in one place. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout to Will Lucas for joining us this morning. Man, salute to Will Lucas and make sure you subscribe to the uh, Black Tech Green Money podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network available everywhere you listen to podcasts. I just, you know, I love um, everybody that's in that space, you know, whether it's Envy and Caesar, whether it's, you know, Angela Yee, whether it's um, Earn Your Leisure, Wall Street Trapper, you know, people like Don Dixon. Like, it's just so many people, you know, showing black folks how to get money in other places. Yeah, so, absolutely. I love I love what Will's doing. And I would just say to anybody out that's looking for advice, make sure they actually do it. So don't don't talk to people if you ask them about real estate, they don't own a home or an investment property. Don't talk to anybody about uh cryptocurrency if they don't own crypto and made money in it. Just really do your homework when it comes to people because there are a lot of scams out there. So if you don't necessarily know Find out first before you get anybody's advice because people are scamming out there. Yeah, that I don't understand. I don't understand people that are even having these conversations and they're not even practicing what they're preaching. Like, how, like how can you tell me how to do something if you've never done it? That makes right. no sense. Nah, no, no, no sense at all. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, it's time to get up out of here. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, I want to say too, man, um, thank you to everybody, you know, who's been purchasing Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency, How to Win, and the country we built. Like, man, y'all showed up in a in, in, in a really big way, man. So, you know, salute to everybody that's purchasing the book. And uh, the book is available in all formats everywhere you buy books right now. And my positive note is this. Uh, this is from the Black Mental Health Guy. It's an Instagram page I, I follow. Y'all should follow them too. It's the Black Mental Health Guy. And they just posted, you're resilient, powerful, and worthy of greatness. Everything that your name is associated with will prosper and activate healing in the world. You are a ray of light that gives people hope when they're in need of genuine guidance and support. Good energy flows from your soul. That is a 
great affirmation to repeat to yourself several times a day. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs>